On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Excuse me, is this town taken? This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. You know what, guys? Look, it's been a long year. Uh, <laughs> we just want to uh, call it? We No, I just want to say, we're going to we're gonna chill out a little bit. Do a little, uh, what, what do you call that? Like coffee house rock yes. here? Yep, easy uh, listening. Because the there's James. an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we're pulling out the James Taylor. We're taking it down a little bit. This is like, yep. you know, after party, like coming down. Cooling down for the night. That's uh, right. We got James Taylor. This is uh, we're doing Her Town Two uh, by James Taylor and J.D. Souther. Um, is that how you say we'll, that? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it is. Great. Okay, good. Because um, I do no research and I'm bad at my job, so that's <laughs> why I'm here. F- I need you guys to help me. But uh, yeah, Michael. Yeah, hi. Please tell us the uh, the story of this story song. Uh, Her Town 2 is a song about a woman who, after either a divorce or the end of a long-term, like, serious relationship, um, who who so identified with that relationship, realizes that she lost friends as a result of the breakup and kind mm-hmm. of lost her identity in it and has to figure out how to move on with her life. Ooh. Yes, well, and I think the one element you're missing is that it, it's through someone else's eyes, this, uh, yes. at yes. least potentially. This is similar to uh, Lying Eyes, or not maybe not similar, but at least has a connection to it, where it it's uh, from the perspective of a man, presumably, mm-hmm. uh, but is, is surprisingly sympathetic and empathetic to uh, the woman's situation. Yeah. But I think the similarity between this and Lying Eyes is that it is seen through someone else's eyes. The difference is lion eyes is seen through someone else's eyes about that person's eyes, right. which are yeah. lion to someone else's <laughs> eyes. Right, right, right. So that's like at least six eyes. Six degrees yeah, yeah. of Kevin Bacon's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> She's been afraid to go out. She's afraid of the knock on her door. Always a shade of a doubt She can never be sure Who comes to call Maybe the friend of a friend of a friend Anyone at all Anything but nothing been afraid to go out she's afraid of the knock on her door that is always a shade i'm sorry 
I just no. have to stop you right there because you're doing it wrong. No, I have to. Uh, <laughs> I have to stop you right there because that is such a great opening line. Right. And it's I think we need to celebrate it. Oh, I, let's celebrate it first. Of all. <laughs> um, you you I, open I, a song, and it's 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 a it's kind of a light sounding James Taylor like acoustic song. Um, she's afraid to go out. And it's right. just like I am in. What is happening next? <laughs> Start. This is a this is a great like songwriting lyric writing thing right off the top here. Start in media res. Yeah. Like yeah. Yep. throw us throw us right in the middle. That's right. Trust trust that we'll be able to swim. Like <laughs> you know, but but throw us right in the middle and 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 then tell us the context later. Like like you said, hook us, hook us quick. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, like just throw something out like. Josie's on a vacation far away. Who's Josie? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I'm excited for this. <laughs> uh, and yeah. also, like, there, there's something ominous about it. She's afraid to go out. Well, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and she's afraid of the knock on the door. Yeah. Right? So she doesn't want to go out. She doesn't want anyone coming over. And it, it also sets up the, the, the scene. Like, where is she? She's inside. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut to interior anywhere. Right. Right, right. She's on the planet Earth. She <laughs> is alive. We definitely these, know these there's a door. Facts. Right. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let's just stay on this line. So um, <laughs> she is afraid of things. Yes. She has human emotions. Yes. We, know, we know that. We're filling in a lot of details. Um, yeah. So she's afraid of the knock on the door. There's always a shade of doubt. She can never be sure who comes to call. Maybe the friend of a friend of a friend. Anything at all. Anyone anything. at all. Oh, anyone at all. I am bad at my job. Anyone <laughs> at all. Anything but nothing again. So there's a uh, so th good. It's, it's really good. I there's I will go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was gonna say there's a lot in there. I'd like to hear your opinion. So please. <laughs> oh, good. I just gave it to you. It's good. <laughs> so the the thing. The line I love the most is maybe the friend of a friend of a friend, meaning that she everybody really knows clearly knows what's going on or she's hoping if it's not a friend, maybe it's the friend of a friend, maybe somebody. Mm. I can't tell in this whole thing whether she wants to be let alone, left alone or whether her fear is that she's left alone. Do you know what I mean? I think it's right. both. I think it's, I think it's absolutely both. both. I think she um since this the breakup that we don't necessarily know about in the context of the song yet right um she she's lost her trust right in in her circle of friends so the friend of a friend of a friend is is that kind of 6 degrees of everybody's like checking in on her like how you doing you're doing okay. Hey. I really care, but they're there for dirt kind of thing. Yeah. Um but the the line that like just completely sums it up is anyone at all anything but nothing again. So it's like she Brutal. doesn't want to see anybody, but like god it would be so much better than like the absolutely nothing that's going on in her life. Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. This is a good song I mean, for quarantine. I, I think <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think like uh I think she wants she wants friends around her, right? Right. But here's the problem, and we're going to get into this as we get further into the story. The problem is she doesn't know who she can trust. Right. She doesn't know who's actually a friend and who's not, like Michael said, here to be like, 
oh, I saw so-and-so last night, and oh, she looked terrible. You know how she is. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I talk. And that, goes, that, and that goes back to that. <laughs> you just trail off and you're, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Little Charles <laughs> Nelson <laughs> Riley. <laughs> People are like, did you have a stroke? What <laughs> well, you know how he is. <laughs> That's that's my friend who went straight. That's what I was doing. <laughs> and that's why that line, maybe the friend of a friend of a friend is so good because in it is that idea of who knows. Everybody's asking, like, I don't want to hear about it. Either I don't want to hear about it anymore. You just don't know who is talking about it. Yeah. And, right, and it's not necessarily her friend. It's a friend of right. a friend. So it's not, it's someone she knows, but it's not somebody that right. she, she has that trust in it's someone who's like acting as a friend can i say something how bizarre would it be imagine you're at home and you get a knock on your door and it's not your friend and not your friend's friend that maybe you saw at a party one time but it is three times removed the friend of a friend of a friend Mm-hmm. This just random person is like, hey, I'm friends with Sal, you know, who's friends with <laughs> Debbie. Um, I heard you I heard you broke up. How you doing? Yeah. And I say, Sal, I've I've never heard I've never heard of you. Right. I but I, I think it's I think it's somebody who who it's an acquaintance as opposed to someone she's close <laughs> to. But it's very like it's very as the world turns. It's very soap opera where like people just come over and be like, How are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Like they don't First text of her. All, First of all, we referenced that. Well, they don't. That's true. Um, you got to You got to do the 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 before text. Yeah. Before oh you yeah. Come over. Soap um, operas. People just like show up at the door, and then there's a conversation. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, again, this is the 1970s, so obviously a telegram would be involved uh, before instead of a text. You would send a telegram ahead of time. Oh, on the soaps. Sure yeah, absolutely. That to make sure. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say XOXO, first of all, we, your evil twin. We already referenced at the top, but this is something that happens to Kevin Bacon all day, every day. <laughs> that's um, right. People are like, I, I. They will plan out, like, I have seven, you know, seven steps to be connected to you. But anyway, I thought we could hang out. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, this is this is my plight. What can I say? This I is... have to. Um, he's yes, like, so we'll we, do the, and yes, we'll you do were in Footloose. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And I saw, okay, so I saw <laughs> Caddyshack, right, with, I don't know, who's in Caddyshack. <laughs> I actually, no, okay, 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 okay hold on. I Wait, do was it. Kevin Bacon in Caddyshack? No. Uh, oh. No, no, no. I was going to try to like connect it by the movies, but then I couldn't. Because I was, I was going to be like, I saw Caddyshack with Chevy Chase, who is in... Was he a in Few Good Men. He, he was with in Kevin Bacon. <laughs> right, exactly. He was not in A Few Good Men. Was Chevy Chase in something in Dan Aykroyd? This is, this is where my almost immediately my, head, my brain broke, because I was going to... Was he no, in something not, with Dan Aykroyd? Saturday Night no, Live? No, that's not Spies Like No, us. I know, but a movie. A movie. I couldn't think of a movie. There must be there must be some movie right where they're together. Oh, they're in um they're in uh what is oh, it? Oh, like Okay, I was gonna so say Spies like us, but also <laughs> hold on, guys, audience at home, this joke is totally worth it. Wait a second, wait, hold on, this is totally gonna this is totally worth it. Okay, so I saw Caddyshack with Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase was in Spies Like Us with Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was in uh what was he in? He was in uh oh uh, Ghostbusters. You're on your own. No, 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 he was in Blues Brothers. With John Belushi. John Belushi was an animal house with you, Kevin Bacon, so we should hang out. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I've never seen any of your movies, but I've seen movies with actors who are connected to other actors who were in movies with you. That's so right. what I'm saying is, is we should hang out. Um, 
the second thing, I had a second point, and I for, totally forgot it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's about Kevin Bacon, long. nobody wants to hear it. Uh, I don't even know what no. we're talking about anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and, and like we said, I mean, I think she just, she's home alone, doesn't know how to trust, like wants people over, but at the same time doesn't want anyone over. And we're going to see that the social currency is a big thing here, mm-hmm. right? The The who's friends with who, because... It used to be her town too. Mm. It used to be her town too. It used well, to be no, it, it used to be her town. Right. It used to be her town. It used to be her town too. And then it used to be her town. It used to be her town too. So it's not just the breakup, right? Right. Yeah. That's 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 bad enough. But it's obviously everything that goes along with it. Goes yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and there's like I'm sorry, James Taylor. You're very good. Um, <laughs> Just the repetition, so, it used to be her town, it used to be her town too. Like, she's lost everything, and then to have the, the following line be, it used to be her town too. She shared that town with somebody, and that person still has it. Right. Like, And also, she was at the top. Yeah. Presumably, right? And this, like, this is our first clue that there is there was a, a breakup. I mean, Dan, mm-hmm. why do you say that she was at the top? Because it says it used to be her town? Well, it's saying, it's yeah, like it, it was her be, town. It doesn't say it used to be our town. It used to be her town, too, or something right, like that. Right, because that would be a play. About... Right, where there's just, like, a ladder and a stage manager and no that's real yeah, yeah. set to speak of, but, that's you right. know, it's uh-huh. all implied. That's right. Mm-hmm. Black curtains. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, if we could all be quiet, because there's, yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear. I'm going to put in some sound effects of, like, alarms going off and, like, bells and stuff. That's the sound that when I make the Broadway reference. So this is... <laughs> you get... This is a everyone uh, play the lotto tonight. This is a one in a million. Dan, they can play. Th- they can play pick. They can play pick uh, three. Blue moon. They can play pick three because that's not a musical. Our town is a play. Okay. It's a music. It's it's not a All musical. Right. I think you guys have when made you make a when you make a musical joke, before. then forget it. We're, right. we're just gonna shut down. <laughs> Seems like even her old girlfriends might be talking her down. Got her name on a grapevine Running up and down the telephone line Talking about someone said, someone said Something about something else Someone might have said about her She always figured that they were her friends But maybe they can live without her It's so good. It, it, it's it's that that exactly what it says. That name on the grapevine kind of thing. It's it completely paints the picture of <laughs> the telephone hour from Bye Bye Birdie. I was gonna say this is uh, the exact opposite of telephone hour from Bye Bye Birdie. Instead of did she really get bit? <laughs> did she get the divorce? <laughs> did she leave her alone? <laughs> do we hang out with her or do we talk all <clears throat> behind her back? This is. The- <laughs> This is the very dour sequel to Bye Bye <laughs> yes. Birdie, which takes place in the late 70s as all those kids are aging into middle age. And <laughs> right. All they're, oh, they're like, man. oh, did you hear Birdie? Yeah, he died on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? I don't know. Someone said someone said something. About someone something said else. something. Something about, about him it. dying on the toilet. Put, put a happy face on that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you actually get points for that one. Well done, Dan. Shut I it agree. down. <laughs> Uh, and anyway. about and about ten percent of our listeners are like, "Good one." <laughs> oh man! Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, she's. I don't know if she has evidence of this or if she's just worried about it. That like her old girlfriends, her her, her closest community are talking about her, and it ends with she always figured they were her friends, but maybe they can live without her. So there's this self doubt that that's that's sort of permeates these lines that's true. and. Because because it doesn't say even her old girlfriends might be talking her down. It says seems like even her old girlfriends mm-hmm. might be talking her down. There's right. you know what I mean. So people are talking about her, and maybe she's thinking that they're talking her down, or they're you know they're um, belittling her or taking his side. But maybe they're not. Maybe they're just concerned about her. But in her mind, but this is the tough thing, right? Is this him putting that on her? Or is well, it? Or yeah. is it? Or is he the? Is the narrator supposed to be the reflection? Because we'll get into it. But this isn't an 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 um, omniscient omniscient mm-hmm, yeah. narrator, right? It's actually somebody who is part of this story, I think, unless it completely changes. But um, so so the, it, he that's might the be question. omniscient in the beginning where he's talking about this but yeah we'll get to it but like he all of a sudden becomes part of the story but by the way if you have ever dated or an omniscient character just mm-hmm. it's it's oh, yeah. brutal it is yeah. you can't get a moment it's nice to be part of a couple but you can't get a moment to yourself it's, it's so like, hard to shop for them you, they, yeah. yeah that's true and they're like and they never ask what are you doing because they know <laughs> how do you have a conversation i went to the store I oh i know Oh, I spoke to my yeah. I spoke to my my father. No, I know. Well, then what am I supposed mm. to do? Well, how are we supposed to have a conversation, no. omniscient narrator? I I I can't do this anymore. I need my own space. Yeah, it's the one thing you can't give me. Ne- never date a narrator. That's I, if I said it once, I've said it. That if you get times. anything. Also, out of this. here's the other thing: they do not stop talking. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it is insane. How you like? You go up to the fridge. You go up to the fridge, and they're just like. Dan walked quietly to the fridge. He had a lot of thoughts on his mind. And I'm like, yeah, my thoughts on my mind is I wish you would shut up, narrator. I know that? it's a dark and stormy night. <laughs> I'm looking out the window. Yeah. I don't need you telling me. Um, well, and I do. I The other thing, and to go along with what you were say, saying, Rachel, was that it's something about something else someone might have said right. about her. Right. So she's getting little I think she I think she is there's definitely stuff going on. And she's hearing little things, right? But she's not getting a full picture. She does she doesn't know who's saying what. Right. Right. And the question also is like, if people are talking about her, are they genuinely concerned? I think that's the thing too, where there's a thin line between being genuinely concerned right, right and gossiping yes. about someone. So she may be hearing like, Oh, so and so at the bar last night was talking about your breakup. And they were very concerned about you. And she's thinking, well, were they genuinely concerned sure. about me? Yeah. Or are they just like, you know, uh, whatever. Like, na- they're, are they all excited that now I'm, they're up higher and I'm right, down low. Right. right? Like, what like what exactly is happening here? She may be interpreting things incorrectly or even correctly. Like, she she doesn't know, you know? So she's like paranoid about it. Yeah. Or, or even like if it's just, you know, Someone said something about something else, and someone said so. It, it could just be like, "Oh, I saw our main character 
the other day and it's just like oh how's she doing and that's it like like mm. totally innocent and she's like oh they're talking about me right yeah so it could just be something that she's building up in her mind yeah mm-hmm. it could be yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Our narrator. I, I understand. She's the main character. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Uh, <laughs> I thought. I thought perhaps I was the main character. But no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, you guys broke up six months ago, but I guess she's still your main character. It's totally fine. And then the Whatever. friends are like, "Am I just a supporting character <laughs> in my own life?" Yeah. Jeez. I only show up. Oh my every god! Third am I a special page. guest star? Wait. Am I? Am I an extra? Is that? Is that what's happening right now? Is that why I don't talk that much? Is that why when I leave this bar I disappear into the ether is, and I have no I have no place to go? Is that go? why I keep on cleaning the same class over and over again? I just do the same thing over and over again. Is that is that why all I do is move these boxes and occasionally <laughs> cops come and ask me <laughs> questions and I only have three lines? Uh, um, yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah, he was in a real hurry. Anyway, please don't leave because all I will ever do is move these boxes. I'm trapped here. This is my private house. I'm like hell. an animatronic. Um, <laughs> just moves boxes and says, yeah, I saw that guy. He was in a real hurry. <laughs> Hours. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, so. Um, is that all your questions? I, I got to finish moving these boxes. Look, I got a lot of boxes to move, okay? <laughs> I don't know why I'm in such a hurry. It's all I ever do. But for some reason, I got to move these boxes fast. I'm on a tight deadline. Uh, so, uh, what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, um, she always figured they were her friends, but maybe they can live without her. This is what I was saying, too, about the community angle, right? Is that she felt like she belonged, right? right? She, she was, uh, uh, confident in her place in the world. And now she's like, well, maybe they never needed me in the first place. Right. You right. know, now, now I'm on the That's outside. true. Like, she thought she was the one who always made the plans and everything. And that the friend, mm. the friends would like fall apart without her, and it turns out they're just fine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's tough. Um, okay, because I mean, there have been many times in my life where I was just like, "Yeah, I'm quitting this job, and this place is gonna fall apart without <laughs> me." And then six months later, you're, you brought it to your old coworker. How's it going there? Oh, everything's been great. Got Never been better. Going, we, been fine. We just went public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got stock options. It's great. How's how's that guy who took over my job? Oh, he's doing he's killing oh my God. it. He's Phil. Things have actually I gotta say they've actually been Phil. Better. We love uh, Phil. Oh my gosh. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His spreadsheets are very easy to follow. Oh my god. And I his, never knew things could run so smoothly. His PowerPoints mm-hmm. are a hoot. He yeah. uses memes in them. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um yeah, and then I walk away going like they're lying. The place is falling apart. <laughs> and they go, anyway, bye not Phil. <laughs> they can't live with, uh, that's not my name, but my name is okay. uh, main character. <laughs> well, people gotten used to seeing them both together.
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it used to be Hurt Town 2. Uh, and then he says, well, people got used to seeing them both together. But now he's gone and life goes on. Nothing lasts forever. Uh, and he, he, here's possibly the important part. She gets the house in the garden. He gets the boys in the band. Some of it, some of them his friends. Some of them her friends. Some of them understand. Mm. Okay. So, mm. so did they sit their friends down like a like kids in a divorce? <laughs> but some of them understand. Some of them understand. I'm, some of them will come say. around to it. Okay, I know it's tough for you, yeah. bass player. <laughs> you better sit down, friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think um, it, maybe it was like uh, like they were doing a seating chart for a wedding, uh-huh. with like different color post its. Like, okay, you get these guys. That's right. That's I'll right. Take these guys. That's right. So, I mean, I I think we get some more context into potentially what's going on here. Now, I think the he gets the boys in the band, right? I think that definitely, I mean, it definitely gets a sense of, um, you know, maybe this is some sort of like music community. Right. Right. And, but the fact that he's in the band, right, means that like, even though they were all their friends, like they have to go with him. Like they're in the band. You know what I mean? Like he has that power that they, they kind of have to, you know, choose his side you know right? yeah and the you can tell i was gonna make a joke about this being f- about fleetwood mac but you can tell it's not about mm-hmm. fleetwood mac because the fleetwood mac lyrics would go um nothing lasts forever and then they still stayed together as a musical group right. and made some of their best work ever like that's how that mm-hmm. next line would mm-hmm. go not they split up and he gets the boys in the band because i would give literally anything yeah. if i could go back in time and be like an Ebenezer Scrooge ghost, uh-huh. uh, but to watch the Fleetwood Mac oh. recording sessions holy, for those albums. Holy moly. Because, like, you have to imagine, like, just think about the song Go Your Own Way. Right. Right? Where you have, he had to be like, hey, can you sing this? this can is- you sing back up? on this song about me breaking up this with is you. The thing. Is that cool? <laughs> hey, I have some notes on how you're singing back up on this song about how I am breaking and up then with you. And she wrote songs about his breakup, about the breakup. There was And he had to listen Right. And he had to listen to him and go, "Hey, this song about us breaking up is pretty good. I think we should put it on There's, the album." Like these are conversations that must have happened. There, there was definitely a point where they said, "Hey, I wrote some lyrics for this new beat you have." And somebody said, right. "What's it about?" And either Lindsay or Stevie goes, what do you think it's about? Right. You tell me what it's, read them first. What, what is every song I've written in the last <laughs> six months about? Yeah. But is this, is this all, and, and I, I should be better versed in the history yeah. of Fleetwood Mac. Is this all after they broke up or is this like, did they let the other one know they were breaking up by saying, hey, just sing this song. <laughs> Don't read it beforehand. That's just right like too. Get in front of the microphone. Just do your best. That would be amazing. Just, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. If she, if yeah, he yeah. sings, if if he hands her "Go Your Own Way" and she says, "You will not believe this," but read the <laughs> lyrics to this song, It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was before, during, and after. My all That's of it. the amazing part. All of it <laughs> is that it all happens. It's phenomenal, and yet they stayed together it's as the a band. Best. Uh, this has nothing to do with James Taylor, but it is one of the best right. stories in rock and roll the best again 
And I, the music I, is phenomenal. I want to physically be there. The music is phenomenal, oh, phenomenal. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I want to be there because again, those are just conversations that yes. must have happened. That <laughs> that he must have gave her notes on the backup singing on the song about him yes. breaking up with her, and she had to be like, mm, "Good point. That's yeah, I right. will. I will pull back on that. You know, whatever." <laughs> Or I will sing over the note on what I'm singing about how I can personally go to hell. Uh, <laughs> right. So maybe. Anyway. Anyway. The- <laughs> By the way, didn't they later? Uh, so after all that, didn't they fire Lindsey Buckingham in like they 2015? Just- like now? Now we're going to do this, guy. back and forth and they were like, we got to sit down. We don't think it's working out. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It was like a chess game. Everybody was sleeping with each other. Now you're going to say we're going to break up? Now? Now there's a problem 30 years after the fact? Anyway. Anyway. All that to say, this is not how the lyrics of that song would go. That song would no, go, go your no, own way. Exactly. Uh, and they say we're yeah, going yeah, yeah. to keep the boys in the band together. We do get the point of now he's gone and life goes on, nothing lasts forever. So at least from our narrator's point, I get the feeling that it was the the man in the relationship, whoever it may be, who decided to leave. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, potentially. I'm going to assume, and I may be assuming a lot here, but I'm going to assume because he's a musician, he's traveling okay. around, maybe whether or not he broke it off or she broke it off, you know, maybe she discovered some infidelity, possibly, and so she broke it off. What, whatever it is, I just feel like it probably was, you know, it, it was right. his fault, is what I'm trying to say. Or, or he he broke it off with her. But um, yeah, I have, and I've always wanted to think that the song's a little bit more general than than like this is specifically about a musician. But that boys in the band sure line is is pretty hard to argue, um, right? But but I do think it is about identity and like at the end of the day, like when this relationship ends, she gets the stuff and he gets the people. That's true too. And she's learning that there's not much there's there's not much that she could do with the stuff if she doesn't have the people. I'll say this. Uh, first of all, that's depressing as hell. Thanks, Michael. Um that's mm, deep. I mean, that's deep. It's true though. But I will say this. You just join like a like a yoga group or something like you you can make new friends but to get the house and the garden i mean maybe it's worth Mm -hmm. it is what i'm saying i can always make new friends well i mean the garden's attached to the house oh i assumed it was right so it's not like he's he's like you're getting two things (laughs) well but there's also what i mean first of all it'd be weird if she got the house and he got the garden yeah (laughs) that's true that she she had to see about there like, you know, she'd open her window. He's just like, I'm just weeding real quick. Just got to, you know, worried about these tomatoes. I'll be out of your hair in five minutes. Like, that would be odd, first of all. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know. Now, are we talking, like, because, you know, if he's like a like a, a big musician, I mean, are we talking like a hedge maze kind of garden? Well, I, th- like I think, I think in, in, this, in this sense, garden is the yard. The ground, yes. I'm yeah, say. yeah. I think that we're talking about ground. Like we're that's like, like in England, it's 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 not a backyard. It's that's a, true. Yeah, it's yeah. the that's gardens, true. right? But he's not James Taylor's. He's all American, right? Yes. Don't don't tell me he's a secret Brit. Don't you do that to me, Michael? Well, I mean, you've heard Carolina in my mind, right? <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. He has a well, real Cockney know. accent. 
He didn't know that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, John Denver was from Michigan, so let's not <laughs> act like, you know, this can't That's this true. can't happen. That's true. Where people, you know, don't adopt areas of the country um, that they don't belong so to. The but part where anyway. you say the part where he says uh, he gets the boys of the band, some of them his friends, some of them her friends, some of them understand. Mm. So are they talking there about splitting? Do you think that that's about them splitting up the friends? Or is it saying he gets everybody? Some of them were his friends and I think some he of gets them were everybody. her friends. Yeah. Oh, God, that's brutal. That's why you Well, but su- I think that's her why- entire social structure was that, wrapped that's up That's why in this, you right? sign a relationship friend prenup. That's why you send, sign a friend prenup. Friend prenup. Yeah. Got a friend prenup. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 You get yeah, these yeah. friends. I get these friends. And we split the friends DVDs. Yes, that's right. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yep. I get the right, odd right. seasons. You get the even seasons. <laughs> and I mean, like we could each put together the story from right. there, right? Right. 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 I mean, the part. The part where it does get tricky is, as you guys know, I mean, I have a friend prenup with yeah. my wife, and um, you guys were on my side, and then you you had that changed legally. Well, I mean, you were, they, yeah, they, yeah, and real quick, that, I'm, real, real quick. I'm saying that part, that part hurt. I mean, I gotta say, I, I, I it's yeah. for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the garden. I don't know what you're complaining about. Uh, yeah. That garden's going to be dead real quick if I end up with the garden. I mean, hopefully she's going to be fine, right? This is like, this is immediately post-breakup. Yeah. Right. right. So I think I think her, you know, hopefully she is going to join that yoga class, right? She'll take a cooking class. She'll meet some it's new people. It's processing it. But I think her whole social structure was wrapped up in dating this guy who was yeah. in a band. I think that you're right, Dan. I think the the thing about her friends, his friends, if she's just hanging out with the people who are around the band, it might be that it what, mm. what had happened was her social circle became people who were just connected with the band in some way or the other. Yeah. Right. So she has to give them, and potentially, give them away, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, right. And potentially, like, her girlfriends are the wives of the other people in the band, right? Um, I mean, I'm just guessing, right. I'm saying, you know, so like, or whatever, or various hangers on or people around it. And since he's, you know, Groupies. since maybe, but since he's, you know, since he's in the band, basically, you know, everyone has to right. go along with him because, you know, whatever. Um, Cause he's the lead singer. Then, They're not going to be an instrumental group. Right. Um, and she can't right. sing. But again, and I mean, I think that also, I mean, like both the you know the the gender specific version and the non gender specific version, like you know this this is the power imbalance, right? That you know they're they're like especially back then, right? Like he's you know she gets she gets pushed aside, right? I think we're 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 also interpreting it as being like this super successful band you know like we're interpreting this as like a Fleetwood Mac kind of thing whereas it could either be one like just a guy who hangs out in the garage right, with his right. friends and plays music mm-hmm. um, or two the boys in the band which is just like his little band of friends it could it, I mean at the end of the day it's about somebody who who's identity is so wrapped up in their relationship that when the relationship is gone the people in her life right are gone as well agreed i mean i think well let's go to the next line because it says lord knows that this is just a small town city 
Yes, and everyone can see you fall. It's got nothing to do with pity. I just wanted to give you a call. So first of all, yeah. So first of all, a now we're coming around to the surprise that this is a this is a character in the story. Yep. Um, (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. Uh, But also, B. I mean, that line. A small. This is a small town city, right? The way that's phrased, that makes me feel like they're in they're in New York. Right. They're in Los Angeles. Right. Potentially, and that this is. This is a successful, whatever this band is, Mm -hmm. it is a successful band. This feels like there is some fame mixed in in this, potentially. And that it's not just the friend thing, right? Potentially, she's in the papers. Potentially, you know, she's going to walk outside and people know who she is. Right? Because this also, like, obviously this, I mean, I'm not saying definitely, but obviously this could be a, like, you know, normal social structure normal circle of friends where she's worried about who she can trust but this feels a little more heightened where it's like you know everybody's everybody's out to get her in right. potentially in a way right because they're all trying to get to the next social level well i right? think it i think it feels heightened i think it's supposed to feel heightened because i think you could yes interpret it as as this is a well-known band this is a well-known person this is a major city mm-hmm. or this is just a regular person who's going through a right. breakup um in whatever city uh like every town no matter how big it is can feel small especially right. in a situation like this where we've kind of established in the beginning she's she's kind of living in her head about like what are people saying about me like oh they know they know that we broke up. They know this, like, and you could see how she's feeling that that she does have that that sort of almost right. paranoia. No matter what she's doing, no matter where she's going, she she feels like everybody has seen her fall through this personal situation that happened. Yeah, but he um, but, and just sort of assumes that yeah, everyone's he talking about her. Basically, um, he. Uh, basically affirms that because he said at this point when he says Lord knows that this is a, just a small town city I'm assuming he's on the phone with her and he says yes and everyone can see you fall so it, he's not saying it's not a yeah. big deal he's saying I know that this is a big deal I know that everybody saw this happen I'm not pitying mm. you even though a lot of other people are I just wanted to give you a call do you know what I'm saying? If if he had said, you know, but not everyone can see you fall or something like that, or or you know, it's it's not as big a yeah. deal as you as you were making it out to be, I would say it's one thing. But it but he's not saying it. That's and a also, good point. if he has um if he has uh said all these lyrics to her throughout this phone call, I mean that's the that would be terrible. Imagine it <laughs> he would just be heard this entire song, and at the end he's like, it's not. If he just calls, he's like, you're afraid yeah. to go out. Yeah. Afraid at the knock of the yeah. door. She'd be like, "Why did you yeah. like, stop calling here?" <laughs> yeah, stop calling here. Hey, why, why are you That's talking right. about me in the third person? This the is call like, is coming see, from the other side of the door. Re- <laughs> Who are you talking to? Are you talking to a, to someone else off? You know, right off the phone there that, that you're explaining mm-hmm. my problems to someone. What? How about you do that before you call? That's right. uh, James, uh, or maybe he stops by and just sees pictures like hanging like in the in the living room or something. He's like, oh, 
Some of them his friends, some of them her friends, some of them then, understand. What are yeah, you yeah. doing? See, and this Stop. This is the point of the conversation I, I on the phone where she says, "Listen, you either start using a first person voice or I'm hanging up." And he goes, "Okay, I just wanted to give you a call." And and then he moves on. Right. <laughs> but the other thing I want to say was I, you know, again, maybe like I only I would only assume that it's a a situation where this guy is famous, right? She is somewhat famous because she's married to a famous person, right? And then because of because of that, because of the power dynamics, she's like cut out. I'm only assume I that I only lean towards that because like, and this is true of every song, but like because right. it's James Taylor, right? This is the world that he knows, right? Like potentially this is based on you know if not directly things that have happened, right? I'm sure like. He knows people who went through big, messy breakups that were in the papers and were public or whatever. Yeah. But the other thing I'll say is it doesn't necessarily have to be that because, you know, I, I I mean, not I don't want to sound like I'm bragging in any way, shape or form because I promise you uh, I'm not. But, you know, at a one point in my life, I was at least I could could in consider Fleetwood myself. Mac. I was in Fleetwood Mac. And... Uh, <laughs> His name is. His name is. <laughs> and I was just like, "How about this? How about we write songs that Dan's are not real about name you is guys Dan Fleetwood. And next thing I knew, I was out of my ass, guys. It sucked. <laughs> um, no, I they was. used to call him I, Danny Rumors. You know, I was named an album was, after him. I was admittedly a minor member of the New York improv comedy scene, right? And let me tell you, there were breakups that went through the grapevine real fast. Uh, we were not famous, at least at least most of us weren't. It was not in the papers, but it was a thing where, you know, everyone was gossiping about everyone else, and, you know, did you hear these two people? You know, there'd be two people who were, like, on big teams, and they would break up, and it was a whole thing. So that's the other thing, too, where I'm sure those people felt very exposed at the time. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a thing that's, you know, on TMZ, right. but, it can, but it's, you know, a lesser version of that. Yeah, it's where, any community. Right, your but your whole social life is is tied up sure. in this thing that you do, right? Um, so I definitely think I de- it definitely feels like a situation like that. And again, you know, it could be maybe they're in the Topeka music scene. I don't know, so maybe it's not necessarily like uh, you know New York or LA or Chicago or whatever. But this city is going to feel very small. It's going to feel like a small town because everyone you know is involved in this. And the moment you break up, everyone right. is going to know. Like, and everyone's talking about you and you know what's happening, but you don't know who's saying what to who. True. So where were we? Okay. Yeah. So it's got nothing to do with pity. I just wanted to give you a call. Boom. Yes. This guy is on the phone, presumably, or he's come to the door talking with her. Now, what has happened before this? Is this his inner monologue where he's thinking <sighs> about, this poor woman um and again now i or, I or worse <laughs> that he's talking about right. her to somebody else that he's one That's of the right. gossips well potentially i mean but this is the thing right where he is i mean he certainly seems very sympathetic to her right so yeah. this is almost what we were talking about before like people are definitely talking about her are they talking about her through genuine concern are they gossiping about her? I think he is talking about her with genuine concern. Yes. But she may but she may misinterpret that as but him gossiping. I don't too. know. It also can be seen as kind of patronizing where he's mm-hmm. he's projecting this on her. 
And that's why it it does make a difference. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting so worked up. It does kind of make a difference on whether or not he is an omniscient narrator or whether he is the ex-husband uh, or, or boyfriend who is talking about her in this way. See, I don't I don't think he's the ex. I think and I do think he is omniscient to a degree, but I think that some of it is also sympathy because I think he's been in the same position. So you think in. it's just somebody completely different. You don't think they're part of it at all. You think he's just a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. Or a friend of a friend of a friend. Right. Aha. I don't, I mean I initially thought that this that he that this was. Well, first of all, let me back up and say I think this is not an omniscient narrator. I think this is a person what exactly is happening at the top of this song? I don't know. I mean, it's open to interpretation, but I think this is a person in her life. I do not think there it's the go. ex. Um and I, this is my personal opinion, but I do not think it's the ex. I did think I just assumed right. it would be at first, right? Cuz that's normally where the song would go. But just there's later on when he says, like, basically he says you can still rely on me, which is not, I don't think, not what an ex what, would say, right? They may say I, I'm still your friend, but it just sounds like this is a third I person. I mean, listen, Please, first continue. of all, Fleetwood Mac went back and forth a lot with that, so I don't want to even get into that. <laughs> but I do okay. see what both of you are saying. I do now see that it could be somebody who she is friends with who the reason that they are not like like you said not omniscient is because this is what she is telling them and then in response they are saying uh i just wanted to give you a call you know and and walk them through this so this is somebody who is caring about them walking them through the breakup and the first part of the song could be this narrator's thoughts like right. knowing what she's going through, he's thinking about her and he's thinking, oh, she's afraid to go out. She's afraid of the knock on the door. She, mm-hmm. He's he's sort of replaying something that he's been through, which I think is. And it, it works yeah. out because we're right there. Uh, Dan, not to step on your toes, but um, the next line of the song is he says to her, it used to be your town, it used to be my town, too. He's been through a similar, similar breakup. And he's lost everything too, That's so he knows so what she's funny. going through. I I never read it that way, and now I do a hundred percent. I I buy into that. Mm. I always thought it was almost. And maybe this might say a lot about how I interact with people. But the way I read it was like, listen, I get it. You know, we broke up. It used to be your town. It used to be my town too. You know, it might be. You know, it used to be both our towns. You know, and it was like, don't give me that. Don't. <laughs> but still, my town. Don't give it's not me your town exactly. anymore. I yeah, still no, have a town. Don't you dare. Just to be don't clear, you, you have nothing. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna go. That, that's Talk later. I, that's what I thought it was. Like the the like it was a little bit like a like the ex being like, listen, you know, it's everybody can see you. It's I just wanted to give you a call. Not about pity. Other people are pitying. <laughs> not about pity. I, I just want to give, give you a call. call. Also, used to be my town. I'm gonna go hang out with our friends. Mm-hmm. So, right. She just picks up the phone, and it's just somebody whispering. Everyone can see <laughs> you fall, and hangs up. So he says. Uh, so he says, it "Used to be your town. It used to be my town too." Now, again, at this point, I still thought that this was the ex, right? Because right. he's saying, it "Used to be your town. It used to be my town." But I do, I do agree with Michael um, because then he says, "You never know till it all falls down. Somebody loves you." Somebody loves you, darling. Somebody still loves you. Right. 
So I think he is definitely a third party who's saying, hey, you know, like I'm swooping in after this uh, breakup. Well, that's a question. When he said, is this is this guy making a move or is he genuinely just no, trying to I be No, I think he's just trying to be sympathetic. I don't think there's anything in there that, mm. that reads to me like somebody trying to be the rebound. I think that, you know, there, he's just right. trying to say, man, I really have taken quite a turn. I, 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 I'm full force into this c- caring person. Mm. Um, <laughs> is, this, is, this just, is this just because you can't believe... Old folk rock James Taylor could, <laughs> yes, yeah, could do this. Exactly, you, exactly. Is that why? That's right. He's <laughs> he just too, seems he's too nice too and nice. crunchy granola. Um, no, I think it's just somebody yeah, who's yeah. just trying to commiserate with her um, as she's going through this. I do. Th- again, I do think this is interesting. So this is a breakup song from a third right. party perspective. right? Yeah. This is someone outside of it, uh, a friend of hers, but he's calling and saying, look, there's one person that you can trust, and that's me. So- it's a pretty unusual sure. structure for this kind of story, right? It's almost always one yeah. or the other. It's always someone within the the breakup. Right? Yeah. So, um, okay. So then at the end, uh, he says, "I can still remember when it used to be her town too. It used to be your town. It used to be my town too." So, um, yeah, I think that's the other angle on it too. That it's not just—I mean, we've already touched on this, but it's not just the breakup. It's everything that. Right. That goes with it. Yep. Right. So. Uh, yeah. It's, right. uh, it's very much, you got a friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost like his songs are very similar. No. <laughs> James Taylor. What a delight. In theme. Delight. All right. Let's do Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe. In terms of structure, I know we we already mentioned Lion Eyes, how unusual it is to have a song about a breakup. Uh-huh. So this isn't like within the universe, but a song about a breakup as told from a, a third party. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other one I could think of is Judy's Turn to Cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is true. Although that person, that person maybe that's definitely... maybe this is the expanded universe. Maybe that's one of the girlfriends who's talking about her. Uh, it's Leslie Gore. Oh my god, that's oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So wait, you think that this is Maybe this is Judy. Just tangentially, the person who this song is about is Judy from Judy's Turn to Cry. Oh, it's oh yeah. Judy from Judy's got Turn you. to Cry. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That works out for me. All right. Okay. I, I think And it all started at uh, Leslie Gore's birthday that's right. party. I will say this. I think that this is definitely in the same town as uh, Take It on the Run. Because you don't know who's you don't know okay. who's coming. You don't know if it's going to be a friend of a friend of a friend. And you don't know if you're going to hear it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another. You know? That's true. That's, some people are saying something else about someone else about somebody doing something. <laughs> whatever that line is. Well, and and then you you know what town this is. What then, town? Right? This would be Harper Valley. Oh, yeah, Absolutely without Harper a Because all they do gossip. is gossip without in that town. Without a doubt. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is... And um, if it's if it's not about Judy... Right. I do like it being about Judy, but could it be about Tammy Wynette in uh, D-I-V-O-R-C-E? But, uh, but potentially. Is, how, does, how does Tammy feel about the D-I-V-O-R-C-E? She's, it's kind of, is she celebrating it? She's not happy. Right. About oh, it. No, right. she's that's not right. thrilled. It's it's yeah, necessary. Yeah. She's Rachel. She's necessary. spelling it out because she can't bring herself to say the word. Oh, that, well, not that's in front true. of the kid, but 
But yeah, 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 you're right. But it sounds a little um, bit like she was celebrating yeah. the finalization of it. That's why I asked it. Yeah. I if mean, you want, D-I-V-O-R-C-E is about a woman doing a crossword puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's being very, she's being very adult right, about right. it. Right, right. But I think she's being stiff, stiff upper lip. But yeah. I, I don't think she's, she's too happy about it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think also we can say that the main character of the song is Rockwell. Uh, because they're both <laughs> super paranoid, not leaving their house. Paranoid, they're afraid of people knocking right. on their door. Um, that doesn't work at no, all. But I'm no. just gonna throw it out there and and I'm maybe not deal no. With it. You know what they uh, are? They're neighbors. They look out the window across to each other, and then they see each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. I'll, we'll make now, this work. Does uh, the husband or the boy, the guy who left, does he have an assistant named Maria? <laughs> who sends a letter to his mm-hmm. lawyer about why they got divorced so the divorce is the the divorce is going to be that they both cheated on each other or she cheated on him and then he went and very quickly asked maria out could be could be i mean listen who knows they never say why they it's broke true. up man this one really fits into the universe doesn't it All oh right. yeah oh any song about a breakup just fits in we real do. well we do that's, a lot of breakup songs. That's <laughs> true. Everybody wants to. There's a lot of cheating in this Everybody universe. Wants to cheat. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a whole yeah. cheating side of town. That's this true. is this definitely takes place on the cheating side of town. That's There's true. no question about it. And now it's in. The, I think again because they have a nice house and a garden. I think this is like in the you know in a nicer part of the cheating side of town, but it's still the right, cheating right, side right. of town. I think yeah. There's no. There's no cheating side of that. town east At, of shanty town. That's where it is. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um. How does Brandy feel after her sailor leaves? Is this is this Lady Brandy? No, I don't think so. No. Because Brandy's sailor is just married to the sea, but they're still kind of like love each other. There's like love. But then lost he leaves. Here. Yeah, but he has to. He's married to the sea. He has to. He's married to the sea. I don't know. You don't give someone a locket if you're married to another ocean. <laughs> That's how you were raised. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to, I do want to say like uh, you think when when Brandy's man got like got back on the ocean the ocean's just like well, where's that locket? Were <laughs> <laughs> you giving lockets away to other women? What about me? I'm not getting a locket. Don't, don't forget who you're married to. Me, the ocean. How many times have I told you if I give you a locket, it's just going to fall to the bottom of the ocean? You don't have. Yeah, a, the lady in Titanic did that. You don't have a neck for me to put it around. Look, whose hair is in your bed? Okay, because it's not my hair, because I don't have <laughs> hair, because I am a body of I water. I have kelp and seaweed, and you know that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Lady in Titanic gave me a locket. Why can't you give me a locket? Oh, spoilers. <sighs> Ocean, you're being so jealous, and why are you getting so crazy about this? She didn't mean anything to me. You know I'm. You know I love you. Don't be so salty. Yeah, oh, this is why I love you. <laughs> nice. I can't. Uh, that's great. That's why our improv team works. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. Anything else? No. All right. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about the history of this song with story behind the story. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. 
I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Feeling antisocial? You can follow the Story Song Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. If you're still feeling antisocial after that, you should probably see a doctor before you hurt someone. All right, and we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we have a new review, you guys. Woo! You guys ready for a new review? Oh, you, were you telling us that? Oh. Yes, Woo-hoo! I was. Yay! All right. No, actually sound excited because it's very nice of people. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> <must review>. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. So we got a new five-star review, and it is from... Aston 42 uh, and he says or she he gave us five stars oh that's a good point yeah yeah um, this person says uh, they gave us five stars and they said amazing is the headline um, which would be a, uh, a good name for a podcast about mazes but that's <laughs> not <laughs> that's not what this is um, so uh, they say, I just found this podcast and it has rocketed to the top of my favorites. Well, thank you. Uh, I really enjoy learning the meanings of songs, whether they are accurate or not. They are not. I want to be <laughs> very clear. Very much not. <laughs> just, there's no confusion. They are not accurate. Um, I mean, we put a little spin on it, but. <laughs> and this show dissects lyrics masterfully. So funny. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, thank Aston. Thank you, Aston 42. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, if you would like to hear your review right on the show, it's very easy to do. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you get podcasts and can leave reviews, and we w- and make it five stars, please. Yeah. Uh, and Pod we chaser will- as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sure. Anywhere. Uh, and or we anywhere will you it. listen to the podcast. We will- we will read it on the show. So, all right, let's do story behind the story. Michael. Yes. Tell us the story of this story song. So, Her Town 2 was written by James Taylor, J.D. Souther, Wadi Watchtel, and produced by Peter Asher. Mm-hmm. It was released as the first single from James Taylor's 10th studio album called Dad Loves His Work. <laughs> um, if you're not familiar with the album, it's got a weird album cover. Um oh, yeah. Where, damn, you're gonna say something. I just feel like James Taylor had a lot of weird album covers, didn't he? Didn't he sort of like, oh yeah, this is the one with him with goggles, right? Yeah, he's like a welder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so I his... was like, I always like to imagine him as a young Doc Brown. Like he, <laughs> he, he's working on the flux capacitor. He's not quite there yet, you know. But he'll, he's figuring it oh, out. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I'm looking at it now. He is, <laughs> he's a young Doc Brown. Yeah, yeah. He really, he's... Should, really should have James Taylor in a Doc Brown prequel. Even though the movie had not yet been released, and that would have made no sense. <laughs> <Right>. But still. <laughs> so, you know, apparently he loves his work, and his work is making wagon wheels or something. Yeah. Right. Um, the album was released in 1981, and it reached number 10 on the Billboard album chart, uh, and was certified platinum Oof. by the Recording Industry Association of America, which you might also know as the RIAA. Sure. Oh, who mm. doesn't? Um... Uh, certified Platinum on March 8th, 2000. Wow. Um, Hertown 2 entered the Hot 100 at 38 the week of March 14th, 1981. And after eight weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, it peaked at number 11 on the week of May 2nd, 1981, where it would stay for two weeks. So it reached Platinum just shy of two, uh, just shy of 19 years? Uh before it, when it hit uh when it hit on the hot 100 cuz it was march march 8th it it hit platinum on 2000 in 2000 yeah. that's a long time to hit platinum but i mean that's amazing it is but i mean like it takes that long but also right. think like in terms of sales this is pre digital right like and pre streaming so like it, it wasn't people weren't just going to itunes to download the song or 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 streaming it on spotify sure. or something this is probably i would imagine physical sales sure sure um, platinum is platinum, baby. Million, That's right? No, right? oh, yeah. Um, can so I, can I just say one thing before we move on? Yes, because if I can jump back, because I'm looking at the album covers, I was right. Um, <laughs> so, so his most famous album cover is probably Sweet Baby James, and that's pretty normal. That's just him like hanging out on a rock or something. But there's one for something called Mud Slide Slim, where he's like wearing suspenders and pulling them out like he's an old time Southern lawyer which is weird um there's another one where he's like in like a a linen suit and he's pointing down which isn't so strange except the there's another album where he's wearing another linen suit except that he's wearing a t-shirt with the first album cover on the t-shirt which is weird (laughs) there's also another one where he has long hair and a big mustache and he's pointing at his mustache for some reason it's just he had a lot of like not like excessively weird but just like why is this the cover just, like why, just, why is this they're what's all happening? just different james taylor personas that's fine i guess he's so a, oh yeah he's yeah. a man you think of he's many like, faces you think he was doing the groundlings and he was just coming <laughs> that's up right. with that's right this is <laughs> this is suspender yeah. man it's is yeah well there's i mean nowadays there are like whole like photo shoots for album covers and like 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 concepts and and right. they're totally art directed and you just sort of wonder like is is that kind of a new phenomenon or like at a certain point was it just like we we got this picture I mean it used to be just be like they would grab the like publicity photo yeah right. and just like slap it on the front you know or a lot of times it would just be like a blue background with like the name of the artist and the album and they wouldn't even bother with the picture i feel like sergeant peppers probably might have been like the breaking point for that where like the, suddenly everyone wanted like a really cool well, could album be. cover like i'm sure cool album covers existed before that but i feel well, like well most of the beatles be album covers were cool. 
That's a good remember point. When, yeah, remember yeah, you're right. Butcher right. dolls on the cover. I mean, there was that. <laughs> you have about seven or eight of those sealed right that's right yeah i do i keep them mm-hmm. i keep them uh in my in my bathroom yeah yeah that's right. i would say weirdly you have them uh balancing out a that's leg right. a short leg on a table that's of right. yours little known fact that was a candid shot <laughs> I, I keep them i keep them out in the open and just please no one touch them yeah no no one steal them they're not worth anything it's fine <laughs> who would want uh that? his weirdest album cover must be his greatest hits album why? Okay. In 1976. Let me see. Is this the one there's nothing on it? Yeah, it's just, just James Taylor and it's got a wizard. <laughs> oh, wizard's right. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not weird. It's up. just a regular album cover. Um, but no, like, I think most of the Beatles definitely had, like, art-directed right. album covers. Yeah, yeah, I think that came in, yeah, later. But I, I, I do agree that I think there wasn't, for a lot of people, I don't think there was always a lot of I think some people cared. I think some people cared more than others. Some people's labels probably cared more than others. But even so, it might just be also about what they're trying to portray. Like James Taylor, his music, he's supposed to be like a, just sort of like a a guy, you know, like he's just a guy. And that's what his album covers look like. Just a guy having fun. They, they caught this shot just off, off of uh, nowhere. But then somebody like Barbara Streisand, I would say hers are a little more m- meticulous. Like there, there's, there's everybody has their own persona. I think that they want to portray in their albums. Um, I say that. Yeah, hers are hers are very art directed. Exactly. So. Um. But yeah. Anyway. And they're great. They're all great. Um. But yeah. I. But this one is clearly art directed in that like there was a photo shoot unless they were just like James. We got this picture of you in goggles welding something. You wanna. <laughs> Hey guys, I was in my welding hole. Did you need something? <laughs> Click. We just need the front of the cover. All right, I'm going back. He like closes a huge hatch yeah. to go back down. That's my that's my dust cover um photo for my book about uh, welding. Yeah. Just use you that know, one. guys, the music thing for me, it's just a sideline. Like it's nice, but I'm really about the welding now. I'm what really he really likes to do is work in Colonial Williamsburg. That's right. Mm-hmm. Over the yeah, summers yeah. in the black uh, blacksmith shop. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like shoeing horses. That's my thing now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real big into shoeing horses this summer. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this that album actually wouldn't be released until um, the early 2000s. Excuse me, excuse me, Blacksmith. Are you a uh, music legend James Taylor? No, I'm Bartholomew Von <laughs> Brenderfunk, and I'm here to... Shoe your horse. <laughs> I came from 1842. Why, what is happening? Okay. All right. Anyway, here's a song. <laughs> anyway. Here's Carolina on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, so as we were saying, it peaked uh, at number 11 the week of May 2nd, 1981. Stayed there for two weeks. And ahead of it on the charts were the following. I Can't Stand It by Eric Clapton and his band at number 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Living Inside Myself by Gino Vanelli, number nine. Uh, of Nelly uh, Vanelli. While You See a Chance by Steve Winwood at number eight. Uh, Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes at number seven. Great. Rapture by Blondie at number six. Kiss on My List by Holland Oates by, at number five. Angel of the Morning by Juice Newton, number four. Being With You by Smokey Robinson at number three. Just the Two of Us uh, by Grover Washington Jr. and Bill Withers at number two. And Morning Train 9 to 5 by Sheena Easton at number one. Mm. Mm. 
if these songs sound familiar, it's because this is the same week that Angel of the Morning peaked Ooh. on the right. Hot 100. I mean, it's- so go back to that episode, listen to that, <laughs> and you can hear us talk about the same songs. It's a it's a good list. It's a, it's it's a, a really list. that was a really good. Week. I will say this: I have no idea who Gino Vanelli is. You, Melly Vanelli. I was gonna say you've heard that song, but I probably haven't. I've heard that. I know that. There song. There we go. There we go. It's a good song. Two different things, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, on the writing of Her Town Two, J.D. Souther said in a 2017 interview with Songwriter Universe. James and I and Wadi were just hanging around my house and looking over Hollywood and kind of doing nothing but being goofy guys. Then Wadi said, hey, let's write a song. And James and I looked at each other like, really, do we have to work now? Can't we just hang out? And then I asked, a song about what? So Wadi threw a topic at us and started playing this beautiful little riff that starts the song. Then James and I started singing lines back and forth to each other. It was probably the most organic songwriting you can imagine. It went very quickly and very smoothly, and it was a blast to sing. I wish it was always that easy. I love the uh, the way that that is basically like, yeah, I think that's just how songs are written. It's like, mm-hmm. we should write a song. Okay. And then so we wrote a song. The end. Yeah. Well, just that, like, this is, the song was a hit. The song is fantastic. Right. And it was just like, yeah, we were just hanging out. We decided to write, you right. know, a massive hit. <laughs> you're, you're songwriters. So easy. Well, what should we do today? Yeah. I don't know. Get to work. Well, I mean, I love the idea of, like, oh, we don't want to work. Like, you don't work in a coal mine, first of all. <laughs> okay. So let's not act like this is hard. You're not but actual blacksmiths. Also, yeah. I can't believe that I've gotten this far without saying how much how de- right. how, de- how delighted I am that the name Wadi is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, I can't write a song. I just shoot horses for twelve. Hours. <laughs> I am so I'm tired. Burnt out. Please, okay. Uh, let's not write a song. Let's weld something. I just uh, yeah. I just had a rough day. Okay, I got I extra goggles. Welding. Let's go. I was welding random pieces of metal to other random pieces of metal. (laughs) (laughs) So singer-songwriter James Taylor was born in Boston on March 12th, 1948, and moved to North Carolina in 1951. Perhaps you've heard a little song called Carolina in My Mind. Mm -hmm. So his first album, James Taylor, was reached number 62 on the album chart. It was released in 1968 on Apple Records. Um, Mm. and there's a song from that album called something in the way she moves, which inspired the Beatles something. Wow. Considering the first line is something in the way she moves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, his second album, 1970s, sweet baby James went to number three and it ranked, uh, at number 103 on Rolling Stones greatest albums of all time. The single Fire and Rain was ranked at number 227 on their greatest songs of all time list. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was a huge, I mean, mm. Sweet Baby James is probably what he's most known for. I would yeah, say. I think that's his yeah. breakthrough. Yeah. Um, and every album he released between 1970 and 1981 was in the top 20. His 1976 greatest hits album is certified Diamond Ooh. with sales of 11 million copies. Um, so he's doing pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. He was married to singer-songwriter Carly Simon on November 3rd, 1972, and they separated in September of 81 and divorced in 1983. At the time, it was thought that Her Town 2 was about their divorce, but 
we don't know that for sure. So, and he mm-hmm. hasn't said anything one way or the other, or she hasn't. I mean, she's real tight-lipped about what songs are about anyway, so. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so, yeah. She, I imagine she, she wouldn't she say one way or the other. That away so. too easily. It, it doesn't make sense to me that it would be, that her town too would be about Carly Simon, because I don't know if you know this, but Carly Simon, also fairly famous, and I I doubt they would probably have that kind of, back and forth of it like oh it used to be her town but now it's james taylor's town no it's probably also carly simon's town well They're not combined together. i mean first of all again it could be inspired by right. it's not like yeah it's about, it's about a divorce um yeah and then also i mean i think it was like we were saying like it, you know how much of this is in her mind right where she like she feels like she right. can't go out she doesn't know who to trust but maybe she's just being paranoid or you know getting over the shock of having to now navigate this social landscape with in it with a new way, right? Right. Or it's him being like, "Oh man, I know I bet I know how she feels. She feels like mm. I that she does doesn't have any friends and I have all the friends right. cuz I'm James Taylor and she's just Carly right. Simon and mm-hmm. so she must be miserable." And Carly Simon yeah. says, "I'm Carly Simon. I'm going to yeah. let the rivers run. You get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. Anyway, sorry. That's the way I've always heard it should be. Um, (laughs) Anyway, no, uh, I don't know if that's true. I do know that the original title of the song was Carly's Town 2, so who knows? Who knows? Anything's possible. There's a lot of Carly's there. Um, And it was actually inspired by their recording of Mockingbird, so... (laughs) It should. It's all good. Yep. Breaks up a lot of marriages, (laughs) that song. As it should. Oh, man. As it should. What a miss. That's... That song is a cursed oh, object. Good mercy. Mockingbird? Why? Oh, it's brutal. I hate that <laughs> it's song. Brutal. I the song hate. itself or there. And I, I I don't like to use the word hate. I hate that song. <laughs> I hate the song. I hate their recording of it. it, it I it's bad. It gets to a point and you go, why are they doing this to us? Why is this still happening? Why are you you're James Taylor and Carly Simon? Why is this happening? You don't need to do this. You're better than this. You are better than this. I will say this. A- aside from their, their duet on Mockingbird, um, mm-hmm. they did do a duet uh, uh, of the song uh, Devoted to You, Carly Simon mm-hmm. and James Taylor. It was on Carly Simon's 1978 Boys in the Trees album. It is excellent. Sure. It's- Michael, no one here is saying the idea of James Taylor and Carly Simon do a duet is a bad idea. Of course, I'm sure it's great. I'm saying, Ma King, Bird, shut up. That song is so annoying. That's what I am saying. That's what that particular song is terrible. It was a bad idea. It never should have happened. It's a blight on both of their careers. (laughs) It'll be in their obituaries. No, I'm just kidding. But it's bad. It's not good. Nothing they could yeah, do. Yeah, that one's not great. No diamonds, um, no platinums can over no. <laughs> overshadow. So, uh, so we should say. What I'm trying to say is, James Taylor and Carly Salmon, you are canceled. <laughs> okay, you are officially canceled because of Mockingbird. So it took um, us a long time to get around to it, but here we are. It's time for your reckoning. You're canceled. <laughs> so, as I was saying, uh, Mockingbird mm-hmm. singer James Taylor married. Uh, <laughs> Mockingbird singer Carly Simon uh-huh. uh, in 
Look, they were in love. I get it. When you're in love, you do dumb things. But it was <laughs> it was a mistake. It was all a mistake. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like the worst. Oh Please my continue, gosh. Mike. <laughs> So anyway, uh, James Taylor released his uh, latest album uh, called American Standard uh, on February 28th of 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And that reached number four on the Billboard album chart. Is it a mm-hmm. um, album of American standards? It is indeed. So he reached a certain mm-hmm. age and they said, you know what happens now? And he said, what? Right. He said, you've reached the age where you have to put out an American standards album. Because yeah. that seems to be what happens with everybody who was big in the 70s. Yes. You hit I don't know, it's a age. really good album. I believe it. But you, you hit a certain age and you get a package in the mail and you open it up and it's a book called The American Songbook. That's right. It's just, it's just a big box of Gershwin sheet music. They say, and there's just a post-it note that says, you know what you have to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And in the, on, the, on the other column, there's everybody uh, who's done one in the past. Right. Rod, yeah, Stewart's, yeah. Ron, Ron, Rod Stewart's the Hancock right. of that. <laughs> Big signature oh, on that man. puppy. I mean, Frank Sinatra was doing that in his 20s. That's true. <laughs> That's right. Well, he was a real pioneer in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ella Fitzgerald was very young when she was doing she her was, standards yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, again, because you can, you can be on the album cover where you're in the tuxedo with the undone bow tie right that's right you're, you're leaning on something right yeah. and you're exhausted an old-timey you, microphone yeah, yeah exactly you could choose yeah, one, yeah. you could choose one prop it's either a microphone it could be a it could be a hat you could have a hat maybe um those are the only two or a lamppost you might be able to lean on a lamppost <laughs> can i can i tell you a fact that i just learned that is horrifying sure so you know how seth mcfarland does like big band music yep yeah. He bought Frank Sinatra's microphone that Frank Sinatra used and, and, and uses, uses it, it both in the studio and when he's performing live. Oh, I think I knew that. Okay. <laughs> I knew I knew that he recorded with it. I didn't know that he owned it. I thought it was just like in the No, he bought it. The Capitol he, he Records bought building. Frank Sinatra's personal microphone at auction and uses and- to record his terrible big band albums. <laughs> So that's all. That's all I'm going to say. I will say this. Good for Seth MacFarlane. This guy, he made a cartoon and somehow convinced the world that he should host the Oscars or did the Emmys, something, right? What did he host? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he should host a major award show. He should put out big band music and he should star in a science fiction show. I don't know why. <laughs> you make a cartoon. I don't understand how this happened, but good for you, Seth MacFarlane. Anyway, nothing to do with James Taylor. Not Let's at continue. All. Well, he's following the um, same career trajectory as uh, Hannah and Barbara. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. Who also famously hosted the Oscars. Of course, and, as we all right. know. Um, yeah. Released was, several was, polka albums. Yeah, and th- there was that time in the 80s when Joe Barbera was starring in uh, hardcore action films. <laughs> yep. um, that it was really a lot of directed video stuff, but oh my God. you know, people who are into that genre, they'll tell you Joe Barbera was <laughs> right out of steam with that joke. All right, Michael. They always called him the Rambo of the cartoon world. He right. might as well just do it. Yeah. Anyway, um 
So uh, one of the other writers of the song, Wadi Wachtel, was born on May 24th, 1947 in New York City. He's a composer and musician best known as a touring and studio guitarist. And he has worked with such artists as John Bon Jovi, Jackson Brown, Cher, Rita Coolidge, Sheryl Crow, Neil Diamond, Melissa Etheridge, Andrew Gold. He played guitar on Lonely Boy. Oh, Wadi. Oh, yeah. Wadi. Don Henley, Carol King, Bette Midler, Stevie Nicks. Who's she, who's who she from? we might have mentioned in this episode. Um, Dolly Parton, Bonnie Raitt, Helen Reddy, Keith Richards, Kenny Rogers, Linda Ronstadt, Phoebe Snow, Ringo Starr, Rod Stewart, James Taylor, Robbie Williams, Neil Young, and Warren Zevon. So everybody. Pretty much, Pretty everybody. much everybody. But there is like the, the recurring standard? names in that list are all that sort of like troubadour kind right. of. I was going to say, how group? many of those are American standard albums? Because Robbie, I'll tell you this Rod Stewart <laughs> did one, James Taylor did one, Robbie Williams did one. I'm fairly certain Ringo yep. Starr did one. Linda Ronstadt, <laughs> holy moly. I'm telling you, yeah. see, it's a thing. So uh, J.D. Souther is uh, one of the, is the other writer on the song. So. Uh, Singer, songwriter, and actor John David Souther, uh, known professionally as J.D. Souther, was born November 2nd, 1945 in Detroit and raised in Amarillo, Texas. His biggest hit as a singer was You're Only Lonely, the title track from his 1979 album. Uh, The single reached number seven on the Billboard Hot 100, number 60 on the Hot Country singles, and number one on the Adult Contemporary chart. All right. He's... Best known, however, as a songwriter, having written or co-written the following minor songs. Um, With the Eagles, he either wrote or co-wrote Doolin Dalton from the Desperado album. Um, And actually, he can be seen as one of the dead cowboys in the photo on the back cover of the album, (laughs) along with the Eagles and Jackson Brown. So, wait, are they also dead? Uh, Yes, the Eagles and Jackson Brown... And J.D. Souther are all dead cowboys on the back. They're recreating like a, um, some famous cowboy thing. Thing right. picture. He was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2013, which describes him as a principal architect of the Southern California sound and a major influence on a generation of songwriters. Mm, the troubadour sound. Oh man! All right. Well. Great song, great great history. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Uh, We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. 
And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. I'm playing this jazzy salsa rhythm to talk to you about algorithms. The best way to help people find the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All those five-star reviews cause Apple's algorithm to do something I don't understand for reasons no one understands. But the result is more people listening to and enjoying the Story Song Podcast. And if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. Now... Enough talk. Let's dance. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this story song? Uh, let's start with uh, Rachel. Yep. Rachel, what, what lesson did you learn? You know, the lesson I learned, I said it like in the show, um, mm. you, you have to have a really good prenup. And in that prenup, you need a friendship clause. You need to yeah. be able you you can't just split it down the down the middle. You you got to be able to take your friends that you had or else you're just going to be left right. with a house and a beautiful garden and then he'll get all those people in the band. Though thinking about it more, maybe it's better that way. Never mind. Maybe my right. my lesson is that well, you don't need a prenup. Mm. Well, you know, you're in love, <laughs> you think nothing nothing's ever going to change, right. right? So you don't sign that friend prenup and then next thing you know, Ten years later, you're in friend bankruptcy. Yeah, you got no friends. Um, you can't afford friend rent. Right. Like, <laughs> and you, so you you have you got to be prepared for all eventualities. That's right. All your friend checks bounce. That's right. Yeah. Um, I will just say that uh, you know, in in today's climate, you know, where we're all on the dating apps, mm -hmm. you know, we're meeting people online. Uh, you got to be careful out there. You know, you got to do your due diligence. Because you could show up for a date and boom, it's a narrator. That's right. And oh. it's just gonna be <laughs> Forget it. It's gonna be a nightmare, right? You know what? You gotta be you gotta watch out for narrators. You gotta watch out for expositional characters because they're just gonna tell yep. you stuff that you already know, but the audience doesn't. That's right. And that is a nightmare. That's right, that's right. So you wanna watch out for that. Um yeah. So you gotta just be really careful. Make sure that you are dating, you know, main characters. Um, you know, buddy sidekick characters, mm -hmm. uh, comic relief, like those. That's where you really right. want to stick that's to. Right. Yeah, special yeah. guest stars. Oh, it's definitely oh, special yeah. guest stars. Yeah, that's be great because they're they're usually going to be yeah they're going to be big movie stars who are slumming yep. it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you might get like a Brad Pitt on Friends, right? Right, like yeah. you could really you could hit the jackpot. Um, uh, Michael, what do you got? I learned two things, actually. Um, first thing I learned, um, it's sort of like the friend prenup, but like when 
you get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Not if, when. Um, you're going, like, yeah, you might get the house and the garden, but you're also going to want to ask for the town, too. So mm-hmm. you're not, like, sort of that's left right. wondering whose town it is. Yep, that's right. The other thing I learned is when your friends get divorced, again, not if, when, um, it's always nice to call them and just say, hey, I don't pity you. And then just hang up. Yeah, that's right. This this call has nothing to do with pity. That's right. But mm. I, I don't pity you. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, leave it at that. Yeah. Leave it and at that's that. It. They don't need more than that. Yeah. Don't don't It's nice to know that you're not pity. And if you could disguise your you... voice, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you're just like, I don't pity you, I don't even sympathize with you. Yes. Click. Yes. That's right. I mean, you could also text them that. Yeah. Just uh, over and over again. Or scrawl it on a piece of paper and put it under their uh, That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just so they find that. That'll really, so when they're going out, you know, maybe they're feeling a little vulnerable. They find the piece of paper. Oh, I'm not pitied. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot better. And if you now. don't have it's a, like, it's just like a nice yeah, little and thing. And if you to don't do. have a pen. Or in those cold days when like, when windows like fog up, it's nice to just like write it in a, sure, a, sure. on the window so they see it like when they walk past. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have a pen with that piece of paper, I bet you have a bunch of magazines uh, hanging mm-hmm. around. Just find the letters <laughs> in a magazine, cut it out. Cut yep. it out. Do it that way. Yep. That's fine. You got the magazine subscriptions. You've got the Use scissors. It. You've got the glue. Use it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Here's a th- here's an idea. Sneak into their house. Write it in the mirror on lipstick. There yeah. you and, go. Um, but then leave the 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 uh, bathroom mirror open so they'll have to close it That's and then right. they'll see That's it. Right. Yes. And they'll just say, "I don't pity you." That's right. Uh, and that'll be a real pick me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never sign that letter, by the way. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Uh, please uh, rate and review us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts if you can. Follow us on the socials like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, tell your friends mm-hmm. about the show. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks, and I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you next time, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Well, as soon as you're done with that, Mm -hmm. you're done with that. We're going to do five seconds of silence. Oh, right. Starting in memory of my microphone.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.